we got a big show in store on the Jock and Journo show this week. It's been a massive couple of days for our man here, Scotty Pendlebury. Not only the new dad, we're going to talk about little Jaxie in a second, but also the big win on the weekend. I'm Jay Clark from the Herald Sun. Braden Cox, our magnificent producer. I'm constantly asked, who is the third guy? We need more of him. He's the funny one out of you three. So hello, Braden. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Just stay off Broadway. I don't... I don't want people to know what I look like. So uh, when I go out in the streets, they don't attack me. Well, you're our funny man, mate. So let's uh, let's get cracking with the joke, Scotty. Congratulations on little Jaxie, uh, mate. You come in here, you've got the new dad glow. You seem very, uh, <laughs> is that what it's called? Is it? <laughs> That's what it is. How are you enjoying uh, fatherhood, mate? Is little Jaxie uh, the dream baby or what? I didn't know um, you called him Jaxie. Is no, we call him Jax, not oh, Jaxie. But sorry, Jay's running with that one. <laughs> right, um, sorry, Alex. Nah, Jax is going really well, and um, Alex is going really well, and it's um, what is he? He's nine days old today, and it seriously feels like it's just flown. It feels like yesterday we were in the hospital for in the birthing suite for thirteen hours, and, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that was an experience in itself. And then um, yeah, Jax entered the world, and yeah, it's been amazing, and sort of sort of everything you think it's going to be, and then sort of everything you. Don't really think as well, so it's all encompassing. We've got a few things to ask you about this, but I don't know if you saw this, Braden. But um, you know, there was there, we've seen the great baby shots on Scott's and Alex Instagram. You know, they've been lovely, Alex uh, with little Jacks. Um, but then I sort of drew a line when I saw a picture of topless Scott uh, holding Jacks close to his chest. Mate. Well, that's you the are skin a, on skin, mate. The sensitive, new, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you would have do. done it as well, Jay. <laughs> it's really good for the babies. Yeah, it's a per- yeah, I'm going to so go like, back through Jay's Instagram yeah, oh, and I'm going to find the one of Jay's Well, he's got shirtless. a bit more skin than me too. Oh. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was obviously a lovely personal moment. It's great that you shared it on Twitter with everyone uh, as well. Now, you can sleep for Australia. We laud your, uh, <laughs> your footballing ability. But if anyone's going to represent the country at the Sleeping Olympics, it's you. You're known for uh, jumping into bed at 9.30pm and sleeping for 10 hours. How are you going with all that now, mate? Um, has he got your sleeping skills, little Jax? Well, I think he does. Um, so far at home, we're four nights from four. Um, he he and slept, slept through he four sleeps, nights. Right? Majority sleeps through, so he just gets up for his feeds. And then the rest of the time he's out. So, um, yeah, he usually sleeps. Like this morning, I had to wake him up at seven. Are you kidding me? And sort of I had to nudge Alex and be like, come on, get up as well, because let's keep him on his... Um, Semi-routine that, he's, that we're trying to stick to. So, Well, my son, is he's uh, three and a half, and he's slept through the night only four times in his entire life. So I'm a little bit envious yeah. of your... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, that's all I was saying to Alex, because, you know, everyone talks about, you know, hope he gets, you know, your personality traits here or there, and I just said, well... Alex's personality traits. Or, or mine, but <laughs> I just said, well, if he gets my sleeping ability, yes. well, we should be okay, Tick. but... Um, you know, I'm also aware that things can change pretty quickly and, um, you know, nights two, three and four with him, we didn't get a wink of sleep. So, um, yeah, we, we're enjoying a, a hot streak at the moment, but it can change quickly. So how'd you go the night before the game? Did you sleep in a, in another room? Did oh, you Alex did. Ben and your wife? Alex and did. Alex went to the spare room slash couch with, with Jax um, and I slept through. So You kicked out your um, wife and your son. No, she was pretty open to it. She said, you know, I want you to get a good night's sleep because... That sounds you know, like one of those double ones where it's like, no, no, I'll sleep on the couch. And you meant to say, <laughs> yeah, no, no I'll sleep I out didn't. on the couch. I just said, I'll sleep. Yeah, right. No worries. <laughs> oh, um, sweet. Thanks for the bit. And then, but I said too that um, after the game, I'll come home and I'll take him for the night because I don't really sleep after the game and you can sleep. So, yeah. Night before the game, she does it. Night after the game, I do it. So, what a union. Know. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, and then how long? So, 
how long did you stay up to after the game? So you're wired um, for how long? I know that you've had your seven coffees. Yeah, so I, th- I got home about um, 12.30, quarter to one from here after yeah. doing all my recovery. And then, yeah, blew in with Hodgie, um, yeah, then. Then Jax and Al were already asleep, got home, um, grabbed Jax out of the room and then we sat out in the couch and watched the replay till probably 3.30 and then I put on the NBA and we watched that till about 4.30 and then he woke up. So then I woke up Alex. <laughs> did you did, <laughs> did you hear that? What? <laughs> it, it watched the replay. Replay, bro. Just admiring his own work. Yeah, but I, I was more every week. when you got to the part with Hodgie. Did you just shield Jax's eyes? Nah, well, we got to that part and I sort of seen enough, so we didn't actually watch it anymore. No, we went no. straight to the NBA. So right. you only watched the second half as well. That's the best part. No, no, you watch it all. It sort of helps me debrief. You know, oh, if we yeah. win or lose. Yeah, you thought I oh, really nailed that second half and that got. We're going to get to the footy in a second. Just before we finish on Jax. Um, your president. Now, as you do after you have a young child, you sort of send out the text. What was it? Monday morning, you know, mates and staff. Jack, welcome to the world. Jacks. Tuesday morning. Uh, Tuesday morning, mate. Sorry. Welcome to the world. You know, he weighs blah, blah, blah. Or he's here. You know, I've got the text message. You know, but you might just keep this on the download. Don't say too much. Don't put it on Twitter or anything like that. No worries, of course, mate. Then um, my wife, Jane, texts me like five minutes later and she says, have you heard? Jax, you know, congrats to the Pendlebury's, she says. Now, I freak out because you just said, keep it on the down low, but my wife knows. How does she know? And Eddie Maguire on Triple M on his on his radio program just let the cat out of the bag. You're, you're trying to let tell... the cat out of the bag. I, I texted Ed the night before because he asked me how it was all going, and um, I texted him back saying, little Jax had entered the world. And, um, yeah, he's, he mentioned on his radio show the next day, and we'd pretty much told everyone we wanted to tell. And, um if anything, he sort of did us a favour because everyone knew we didn't have to send out so many messages. And um, But I was surprised. It's actually amazed at how many people do listen to the radio because when he mentioned it on radio, it went out like text messages started coming left, right and centre. So, um, And I didn't really get back to too many people yet. Now, the week before, um, there was a moment at halftime, Coco, and I know you like this. At Spotless this, Stadium? Yeah, yeah. This was a setup. You, So at Spotless Stadium against the Giants... All the buzz, everyone listens to the podcast. So everyone knows you, that... You've got to walk out on the team at halftime. You've got a fair run the week yeah, before. If there's a chance, you're going to leave at halftime. Someone, to go see. Who, who was it that whacked me? Someone said, can't oh, believe you'd leave. I think it might have been Shorey or... The no, no Shorey wasn't Shorey. Three AW boys weren't that happy. Dwayne Russell. You copped yeah. a fair bit over it. Yeah. Which Sorry, is, Dwayne. Which is why it was surprising... At halftime, they're going, they're going back to the bounce and there's the shot of you, Scott... Running away from the bench and <laughs> and going down the race, everyone's freaking out. Yep. Twitter went into meltdown. So what? So what happened? What, you well, just, you I was saying to you boys off air. I gave you the full story. So I was starting on the ground, yeah. starting in the, in the center. Wellsy, I think it was, was starting on the bench. A minute before, we were supposed to get going, doing our warm ups or whatever, and I just felt like a little rumble in the in the belly, and uh, I thought this is not good. This <laughs> well, is well, going to end only in one way. Um, <laughs> And then called all the boys in for a quick chat. And as I was chatting, I felt that same rumble, but a bit more intense. And I said to Wellesy, mate, can you start on the ground? I've got to attend to something here. And um, quickly run off and said to the our bench steward that I need to go to the bathroom really quickly here. And um, yeah, I needed to do a poo. And <laughs> I, uh, I, I think everyone's been in this situation. I reckon I made it to the toilet with about one and a half <laughs> seconds to spare before everything went really pear-shaped. And then... You know, felt like a new man and got back to the bench and 
Ready to go. It did wonders for our social, but I'm sure the, yeah. uh, the message would have been going up the bucks pretty quick because he would have been freaking out. Yeah, apparently he sent the message down really quickly. He said, what's he doing? Yeah, what's yeah. He, he said, he's going to do a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you, had, uh, you were bailing, mate, that Alex had gone. Um, There's no labor. way I'm that keen on trolling to run an extra 300 <laughs> oh. metres that I don't need to. It was Because at the MCG, this is what I was saying, at the MCG, you go down, like you can come off the bench, you can run straight down, there's the toilet 30 metres away that you could just use. But at Spotless, you have to go all the way back to your um, change room. So that's the reason why I had to run that far. It set Twitter ablaze. So was there any chance you think the babies was going to come on Saturday or during the game? Uh, Had you got any feedback? No, not really. We were pretty certain that we were safe and then... Yeah, it was all come along Monday night. Let's get to the game, mate, because it was uh, a huge one. That, uh, <laughs> in the second quarter, you're trailing by 43 points. I was watching it from my couch at home, and I must admit, the sphincter was starting to tighten for you, mate, <laughs> and your senior coach, because it wasn't looking great. They were smacking you out of the middle, and uh, you were making a lot of errors in the back half. That was leading to Hawthorne goals. What was the what did Bucks actually say at quarter time? What was the spray? It looked like it was one of his great sprays. Yeah, I can't really remember what he said. Paying any really, attention at all? Uh, or, it was or, really loud. I remember that. I got a bit of a fright, sort of <laughs> jolted me into gear. But um, no, he just pull your really out. disappointed with how we started, and obviously we were as well. And just ran, you know, he got that thirty second whack off him. But then it was very quickly about reinforcing our focuses, and that actually let's do our focuses. And we went out there and. Credit to Hawthorne, they controlled that first quarter really well. And um, I felt like in the second quarter, we got our game going a little bit. I think we kicked 4-5 so to their 4-1. What does that mean? What was the change? Instinctive uh, ball oh, use? I think you could, not instinctive ball use, but just not robotic ball use. Um, we sort of, if we got a mark, we went back 15 metres off the mark, yeah. kicked it, you know, took the mark, went back 15 metres. We were just really robotic and weren't playing um, with that, you know, that instinctive play and that we, that we, I think we've been doing for the majority of the year and, um, yeah, we just we sort of were playing the game. Hawthorne was smashing our side, yeah. and because they controlled the ball when they turn it over, they turn it over really deep in their forward line, and they're so set up behind the ball. So, um, yeah, once we started getting the game back slowly on our terms, um, yeah, we we made a good run in that third quarter and went into three quarter time. I think it was all square. The uh, broadcasters were certainly making a big deal of uh, Nathan Buckley's situation. Yeah. Great honesty. From, Unlike them. Yeah, sort of pictures of Eddie, whose face was beetroot red, Purdy, etc. Uh, Bucks. Ed's face always beetroot red. Yeah, I know, particularly like, ma- almost purple. Match day. That's purple. right. And Buck said in his press conference after the game, 20 minutes into that first quarter, he felt like jumping in uh, his car, which is um, great honesty um, from him. Now, you played, I think, um, I don't want to blow too much wind up your backside, but one of your great second halves, one of the best games, you've, you know, second half probably of your 245s. But I thought my first half was pretty solid too. Yeah, I did think it was, yeah. it was good, but I'm saying best that's, second half. I think that's the thing with footy, though, is that when you're losing, no one cares how you play, and then when you win, all of a sudden your performances get analysed a little yeah. bit more and... Bit so, to, like, yeah, Tom Tom Mitchell, had they have won, it would have been one of the best individual fifty games ever. But because they lose, people pick him apart, and you know it sort of amused me the commentary around his game. And I'm not sure that he could, he could have done much more in his role to help Hawthorne win. Well, let's listen to what Nathan Buckley had to say. If I said he wasn't hurting us a lot, would that make sense? I mean, I don't think he was like if Isaac Smith had fifty, you'd be you know you'd have two and a half thousand metres gain but um, look he was getting it was, a, it was he was getting the ball in the contest and that was great but it, by, on the balance of it our midfield were getting on top and they were working 
them over. Levi spent some time on him, but no, we didn't. We didn't think that it got to the point where we needed to sit someone on him. Which isn't potting him, is it? It's just saying doesn't need for a um, a direct tag. How would you have voted the game, Scotty? And don't say that you don't. I take you out of it. Would you have had him in your top three players in the All game? Right. I find, I find, this sounds silly, but you find it really hard when you're out there to notice players. But well, have a he, he was Hawthorne's best player. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So, um, and as Sean Burgoyne said yesterday, I heard somewhere he said, you know, what more do you want him to do? He can't win the ball in a contest handball to himself and then kick it. So, um, I think that the meters gain stat is overrated. Oh, I think it's shit. <laughs> well, if I if I get the ball, I can run fifty meters, kick it sixty. Yep. Turn it over. Turn it over straight to them. That's 110 metres gain. It should that should be a minus 110. Yeah. Because you've if just it's given not the ball. Yeah, yeah, if it's not effective. So um yeah, look, I think for him, his role, because you can't ask him to do much more. He's won the pill twenty two times in a contested situation and Adam tries to set them up. <laughs> um Adam Chalor didn't wasn't as positive with his little mocking with a handball. That was yeah. good. Yeah, I, yeah, it's good. Well, I, th- I enjoy the banter and so all that sort of stuff. As in the if game, he so. said what he said that he said. Oh, he was saying that he, he was asking advice. Well, on there's not too many yeah. times players say what they really said no. when asked about it. We knew what he was saying. Um, hey, your goal on the left foot was it in the last quarter? I think it was in the last quarter. It was a critical, it was. critical, yep. critical time. Uh, magnificent captain's goal. Uh, we all said, yeah, absolutely cooked. Adam Trollen left. He was screaming he was for the footy. He was begging for it. Give me the ball. But you um, took control of the moment and you were thinking what? I got the ball and I my chest was facing goals with space in front you on my left Adam, foot. And I heard Adzi to my left screaming for it. Yep. But I was already in momentum. And I thought, well, I'm a left footer. I'm not going to give it to you because it, this will be on your left foot. And if you have to get back onto your right, you're actually going to run back into the traffic. Yeah. You just so, think a lot in the situation. Yeah, well, you just got to. You've got to. So then, th- you surely yeah. it's get out of yeah, my well, way. You would, you would panic and just probably miss the ball. <laughs> I couldn't um, kick it fifty meters. Yeah, it was only thirty-five. But um, yeah, then I just thought, oh, just kick the goal. And lucky enough, I you did. love it on the run, mate. You're less keen on kicking goals from set shots. <laughs> Why don't you? I just think if you take a mark inside fifty and you got to go back and kick the set shot, I think you should just play on. Well, I've, I've said that. I said that a couple of weeks ago. That. I've actually thought about throwing the ball up to myself, <laughs> catching it, and then sprinting, but staying on my line so it can't call play on. Yeah. And then at the last second sort of deviate so I can get just like a clear shot, don't have to kick over hands. Why is it he's so much, not so much, but better, but you are a better kick on the, the run, goal on the run. run. I think just because it's in- instinctive and you're not actually thinking about it. I was, yep. I was talking to Howie about it the other day and I was saying, you know, it's amazing that when you have a set shot, you, you know, you take 30 seconds to think about it, but when you get a, a shot in the game, you've often got, like it just happens and within three seconds the kick happens and it's gone, like it's instinctive, but yep. set shot for goal, guys take 30 seconds and the ball's still in your hands for 30 seconds. So we are talking about the other day, it's like, you know, when you're running in, like, why, don't you, why don't you just throw the ball around in your hands and at the last four or five seconds just then grab it so it feels game-like. It's pretty unnatural to have the ball in your hands for that long. What about the goal celebration, mate? Because you put that through, and it was the back page of the Herald Sun, which you saw um, the next day. I saw you flipping through it. Um, you kicked the goal, and then you went with the um, single fist pump celebration, which is a good run. It was a great photo, but real opportunity missed <laughs> to go the double fist pump and get the, both of the big guns out. You really, um, you know, could have could have unleashed both pythons. In well, that. Before the moment. game, Brenton Sanderson, our forwards coach, said, you know, if you kick one tonight, you should do like the rock the baby or the suck the thumb. <laughs> I actually didn't mind that, but I forgot when I kicked it. And, you know, we 
in the moment. I think it is a bit. That is a bit wankish you know, to, to suck the thumb or rock the baby. Well, the soccer players do it, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um, I like the temp in bowling one. The soccer players do. That's always yes. fun. So, yeah, I went the single one. I did the double against Geelong. So just mixing up the, um, the portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the double cobras out above the oh, above won't. the shoulders. That won't be done. <laughs> Hey, the uh, little mix-up with Hodgie um, sent Twitter ablaze late in the game. Um, now, Luke Hodge, absolutely great bloke. You keep picking on the opposition <laughs> captains. I don't know why you keep doing this. It was Selwood a couple don't of weeks think ago. When you're out there. This is the captain here. <laughs> but there was a, you're a big bo- boxing man, and he's gone at you with the left sort of slap jump, not a jumper punch, but sort of a chest jab. And then you've just <laughs> chest stepped, jab. <laughs> you just stepped out of the way beautifully with a great little slip, and then gone straight back at him with the old Manny Pacquiao inspired move. Then the siren goes, and the second time within six weeks, you're in this situation <laughs> of blueing with a bloke and then having to uh, smoke the peace pipe with him. So <laughs> no, that seemed awkward. Well, the siren went a bit later this time, but um, no, it was, it's always like the little um, brawls and stuff that happen. I know that's topical at the moment, but they they are really enjoyable because you just see how much how much competition and the competitive animal in everyone is and. Um, and you know Hodgie's not going to take a backward step. And yeah. it was funny because him and Taylor were into it and yep. the umpire did a really good thing. He's like, boys, this is just going up here. And so then I turned around and somehow Hodgie's got out of the fight to get the clearance. And then I seen Hodgie get the clearance and I was like, well, I'm going to try and sit you on your ass here. <laughs> that didn't really happen. I moved him about a centimetre and yeah, and then a little scuffle broke out. And then I didn't even know. I just heard the crowd go nuts and I seen half the team bolting towards the outer wing because Smithy just kicked a goal and... And there was a few of us in the little scuffle. And I think we went back to the centre bounce and stuff like that. And then, yeah, obviously the game finished and always leave it on the field. And then, yeah, to about an hour later when I left the ground and walked past the Hawthorne rooms, out popped Hodgie and we walked <laughs> to the cars together and had a good chat about fatherhood and, and things like that. And he gave me, you know, a few pieces of advice. That was good. He is, he'd be one of the best. Oh, oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely one of the best blokes in footy. Yep. Um Hodgie doing very well in his expanded media role. Might be his last year in footy, but he's probably the one. Did you think when you were in that moment with Hodgie, did you know, part of you think, this is the one bloke, <laughs> I'd probably rather not be stuck in a blue. No, with that's not, not really. our man, Scott. He reckons <laughs> he's got him covered for sure. <laughs> no, the, well, the, the, the beauty of <laughs> yeah, AFL is... Yes. Yes. No, no, well, it's, yes. not, it's not, because the beauty of AFL is you know that no one's actually going to throw a punch, a serious yeah. punch at you. So Just the chest. They'll throw like Just a one-inch jumper punch, and that's about it. It was a great little step back when you when you went back and looked because Coco, you put the gif out. Gee, we had it covered. We did. <laughs> Jay yeah. was taking screenshots of the TV. <laughs> I was making the gif. I'm rewinding Foxtel. Yeah, my <laughs> James, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, I got to capture. You must this. think that a lot. What do you What do you think of the gut punch? Uh, the jumper punch, gut punch. It's yeah. been highly debated this week. Well, what are we going to say? Oh, we're for it. You're, you you <laughs> like it? Well, well, I don't get to do it. I don't yeah, get punched yeah, in the yeah. guts. I think. Um, well, when you're at the game and mm. a little. Scuffle breaks out. Yep. Do you watch the play or the scuffle? Scuffle every time. Yeah. And what do you think the majority of the crowd watch? Same. Yeah. The scuffle. So it adds. I think it adds to the sweats. Well, I'm not saying you that. can't endorse it. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not endorsing it. But the scuffle where there's no jumper punches thrown. It's a bit of wrestling. Yeah. I the, think like, people love that. The like, jumper hole. Think how yeah. barbaric the game used to be 50, 60 years ago. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, yeah, they have you, cleaned you get, it up a lot. You get King Hit and it was play on. Yeah, that's rubbish. The thing is, Brad Scott, North Melbourne coach, he nailed it in the press conference afterwards. He Very said clever. the umpires have got to take control. Very clever by because what Scotty said, though. So he I threw down the gauntlet. Well, he basically just said, no one, yeah, he said, no one can, these boys can't get suspended because no one has been. Yeah, yeah. And he's, he was bang on. The, <laughs> only thing, the thing that I think, or oh, you go, you go, because I asked no. you the question. Talk to me. Um, 
I think as soon as the umpire pays the free kick and it costs you on the scoreboard, the message comes down from Bucks and says, Scotty or whoever, insert player here, what the hell are you doing? Yep. You stop doing it. Yep, agreed. Is that right? Agreed. Well, because I heard, I've heard the commentary this week about Suspending blokes. Someone said, "Find them fifteen grand." Oh, how would you feel about that? Christ? <laughs> Jonathan Brown wouldn't have had any pay. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I just think the the obvious step that everyone sort of overlooked is just awarding. If it's if the umpire can see a punch thrown or a gut punch thrown, just yeah. award a free they missed kick, it and they missed it. That was the that, issue. That stops it there and then. You know, if you see it, yeah, pay a free kick. It stops it because no one wants to give away free kicks, and then. Second to that is no one wants to go to the bench and take that phone call from no. the coach. So that will stamp it out as quick as yep. blokes getting suspended. Speaking of indiscipline, you see uh, Cloakey give away that 50 metre penalty with the abuse. I didn't know he would. What did In, I say? Indiscipline. What Un- is that? Undiscipline. Undiscipline. Cloakey uh, cost his team and um, it was costly against the Cats in that magnificent game on, Jesus, on Thursday night. Shut up, mate. Um, hey, do you want to do hot and not now? Yep, you go for it. Um, was, there anything, was there anything else you wanted to say out of the game? We've uh, got the celebration, no. the Hodgie. So what did you talk about with Hodgie after the game? Just about fatherhood? How's it going, little Jaxie? I heard about it. Yeah, yeah. He said, well done on becoming a dad. Yeah. And how's he sleeping? How's Alex going? And You're all good? Yeah. His bit of advice was you make sure that you look after Alex because Alex looks after Jack, so keep that wife happy. And yeah. I thought that was sound advice. Yeah. Better ha- than any advice you've given me. Yeah, however, when it comes to the night before the game, Cocker, and we've got this on record now, Scott says, um, no, I'll stay in bed, Alex. You sleep on the couch. With, you know, you just gave birth four days ago and little Jacksy, no, you, you just go into the spare room. Scott, give Absolutely. me a spell, please. Give Mate, spell. you are ranked number three in your household now. Wife number one, Jaxi number two. In fact, that could almost be on a par. You're, you're the third wheel. Yeah. Is that do unclear? You, do you have a pet? That? I've got a dog. Yeah, yeah number Lenny. four. Number yeah. four. I'm happy with that. I'm Famous happy with where I, where, where I sit in the pecking order. Hey, is it fair to say that uh, your man Tommy Phillips, and I liked Nathan Buckley's sledge at the uh, Rising Star panel um, last week, saying he had not been nominated because he hadn't been in the academy. But Tommy Phillips, he's the running machine. He's the guy that beats uh, Steel side bottom in the um, in the time trials, and he gets a uh, Rising Star nomination. So he's probably the hot man. He sort of you get around him this week. Yeah. Yeah, we, text him and no, we all got told on uh, Monday after our review because yep. that's when it came out and got a big round of applause. Did he come out the front and <laughs> say a few words or anything like that? No, he just sits there and you give him a clap and that's <laughs> it. And then you move on with business. So, um, no, there's, there's I think, a few rising stars as in over the last few years from our group. So it's a good little collection of them and mm. um, maybe Tommy might be the first ever Pies player to win, win it. Uh, who's going to win? Uh, Sammy Petrovsky seaton maybe? Or the number one pick oh, yeah, from Essen and Andrew McGrath? Oh, yeah, McGrath's been a jet. Um, Haywood from Sydney's probably the dark horse. He hasn't been nominated yet. <laughs> Tommy Phillips, I could, you could argue he's been equally as good as those guys. He does a lot of the gut running, which probably doesn't get the sexy attention. Yeah. And, you know, he didn't come through the academies and things like that. So oh, that's that probably why he doesn't well done, Bucks. get the uh, media attention. Who's hot for you, mate? Um, well, it's not who's hot. It's what's hot in my life. Go. And yeah. um, it's coffee. The reliance it's on back. coffee has gone to a new level since I had probably three or four sleepless nights in a row. And You actually need it now. This is like, yeah. you actually need well, it. Well, I reckon now. I've seen the true effects of it and how good it is with sleepless nights and then going and getting my first coffee in the morning, whether that be 4am or 7am. It's four. a new appreciation for how good coffee is. I've always loved it, but it's, well, I'm probably fifth now on the scale. Coffee slides in it. Four. <laughs> so you had what you used to have sometimes up to six to eight a day. How many now have you passed? Nah, that? not not any more than just that. Just appreciate it. Yeah, the true benefits come through when you don't not sleeping ten hours a day. Now, uh, 
What's not hot, Scotty? Um, Western Conference playoffs. Talk to me. Mm-hmm. Well, Warriors are through to the, the final. They're 12 and zip. So they went, forget who they went through first with ease. Then they went through Utah, four zip. They just went through the sport, Spurs, four zip. Boring. Um, yeah. Oh, it's just. It's a good effort to beat the Spurs yeah. forwards. And did you see oh, what the Greg Spurs. Pop- but they lost Kawhi Leonard. In that filthy play by Zaza Pachulia yep. in um, game one. So Took out his they leg. were up by 20 points, I suppose. So, yeah, it's nothing against, obviously, the Warriors. They're 12 and zip doing what they need to do. But, yeah, I would have liked to have seen more basketball on TV. And, yeah, it's just been a pretty cruisy ride for them. It was great that the Spurs coach, Greg Popovich, um, a couple of days ago said not only are they talented, but he said they're the best defensive team yeah. in the competition. Yeah. And also said they're the most unselfish yep. um, team he said so recipe. Mm. so forget about well, the it's t- not just the because t- we do just say that don't we yeah. they're so talented they get the round as yeah. well well Manu Ginobili yesterday I thought it was a great quote he goes when you play Warriors it's like being asked to go to war and they give you a baseball bat yeah. that's it so yep. what about you what's not hot for you <laughs> Are you happy with it, are you? Oh, look, I've got this on my notepad here. I did find the Twitter stash between uh, David King and Nathan Buckley pretty interesting. Um, now, I think not hot is the criticism of Nathan Buckley for doing that, sort of saying that maybe he was he, he shouldn't be on Twitter six hours before the game because he'd be distracted, blah, blah, blah. As if that's going to have any impact on his coaching ability. I think Bucks has got a strong Twitter game, and I like that he keeps people accountable. What it, think of whatever you want of David King's comment. He says the Pies should win tonight by playing only 60%, which is maybe a big call. But I think ease off Bucks and his Twitter game because I like it. I like how interactive, I like that we see his personality, and he keeps people like myself accountable. So I'm happy with that. Did he reply to him before the game or after the game? Before the game. Like no. six hours before. No. What do you reckon? You gone quiet? It doesn't bother me. Can you do just stuff you, on game day? Do you just sit there in a dark room before well, just, the game yeah. starts? Because he's a coach, he's allowed to be on social media. Mm. Oh, Absolutely. The, classic, away, the classic Scott Pendlebury game day tweet that you tweet out. Oh, yeah, yeah, it okay. sort of it stopped a little bit, that, hasn't it? It has. Um, little fit, yeah, well, ball or fist pump. Well, yeah. tell you, the hardest thing is game day because especially when you play a night one, you're just sort of what sitting do you do? around, cruising around, watching TV. and What do you do? Trying to relax and, yeah, you, I don't know. You don't do a hell of a lot because you want to be as fresh as possible. But you Do you think about the game or not? Um, a little bit, yeah. I'll probably just go over a few stuff from the... From the meetings and just across the key points that you need to be across, but that's about it. Maybe what, takes 20 minutes. What's one? Give me one generic key point that you might think about. Um, like, what's one focus point? Uh, keep more goals. <laughs> this is why you didn't give the handball off to Adam Chalor on Work, the weekend. Uh, keep more goals in the opposition is usually a good place to start. Work yeah. on celebrations. Yeah, yeah. My prediction, I'll try to like this a bit less management managementy because over the next couple of months, we're going to get right stuck into the trade talk. And I know you like this space, Scott, uh, particularly with the American style, free agency, player movement, etc. But I reckon Dusty, this is my prediction, that Dusty and Fife are both going to stay at their current clubs. I think despite North's massive offer for Dusty at the moment, St Kilda's interest in Fife, which could be as much as $1.3 to $1.5 million a year. I think both players stay. This is this management. Do you think you can afford to pay players that much coin? Well, is it a proven success mm. formula? Well, and Sydney hasn't won a flag. They've got questionable depth, and that's because they've gone over the odds 1.3, 1.4 in some years for Lance Franklin. Yeah. And Paul Ruse said that has impacted their ability. Well, has been, the has there been proof of it? Well, well Tom flag. Boyd last year, like what he did. And Tom hasn't had a great year. 
yeah. by any stretch of the imagination this year. But he came up big in the preliminary final, come up massive in the grand final. I didn't win the Norm Smith. Don't know who voted for him. No, um, no, no offense to Tom Boyd, but he probably that was a surprise to everyone that he got offered so much yeah. money on mm-hmm. such a big deal. And I wouldn't say that he's yet at the level that you talk about, like a five for Martin Franklin Dangerfield. Well, no, he's not. not a, he's not at that level yet. He might not be in the team this week. Um, so. Yeah, I think what I'm saying is that you know when you go out for that out and out superstar, you want them to be proven. No, they're not. Doesn't have to be proven, but I'm saying does it lead? Does it prove to lead to success? Because well, everyone's so keen to get them. Mm. But well, that you know, was you where can, the Bulldogs. You can sort of look at it and like Hawthorne lost Franklin, but then go on and win flags when he's not there. Adelaide lost Adelaide danger. lost mm. danger, and they're on top of the ladder at the moment. And it's not saying they're better off without them, but mm. it's. The teams that chase them, are they drastically better for getting these guys in? And you'll never answer that question because I suppose I'm talking about an outcome-based. Hypothetical. Yeah, so... But the Boyd thing thing worked worked with the Dogs. Like, he he basically won them or played a huge part in those two games. Yeah. So that's where it works. So Bont and Pelly, who's on probably half of that. Not next deal. Not Not, not (laughs) next deal, but yeah. Um, Well, that's interesting with Shaqie at the moment, right? Because if he... I had spoken to two people who watched him play at the weekend and he had four possessions and one person said that he was uncompetitive. Absolutely uncompetitive because clearly his mind's all over the place with the focus on his contract um, at the moment. He doesn't know what to do. A couple of clubs in the race. Do you think that – do you think – I think players have way too much power um, in the trade game because because the lines are going to get done over again here because they, they're not going to get a great pick because he's playing so poorly. I know you're an AFLPA man. Do you yeah. think it's fair currently well, the way they, it is? They will get a good pick um, because he's only a second-year player. Well, what would did you he give go, for him? Did he go, what pick did he go? One, two. two. What well, would you I give think, for him? I think you'd be asking, if you were trying to get him, you'd be wanting a couple of first-rounders and a player or a first-rounder no and a player. So. No chance. A um, couple yeah. of first-rounders. Yeah, well, if you're willing to pay him, Seven hundred grand. That's that means you rate him as one of your top players on your list. I reckon you're only giving a top one, top ten pick for him at the minute in the form yeah. that he's in. So I know that, but that's and that's what's hurting. Hurting the lines. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got a prediction? Um, I'm back to the NBA, but I think the Warriors are going to sweep the whole playoff series. They're going to be the first team ever to go sixteen and zip. How many times have they slept swept in the finals? That doesn't that doesn't happen often. Does well, it? they're the first team ever to go twelve and zip. Yeah, so they haven't lost, and I reckon they'll sweep the Cavs. Really? If Cavs get there, which they will, because Boston lost Isaiah Thomas. So I think the Warriors are going to go 16 and zip. I My last NBA prediction was Houston, Spurs, and Spurs would win in five and six, and I copped a lot of shit for that. Really? Yeah. Spurs won in six. So <laughs> not saying I'm always right, but. Well, that's one, one, one tip you've done well. Yeah, well done, mate. You are guys. really I'm sucking. struggling in the sucking. Tips, I think I? You're, you're just above the kiss of death. Is that right, yeah. Coco? Yeah, all us, all us experts are struggling, aren't we? <laughs> well, the experts. I'm well, mid-pack. Where are you? Yeah, you're up there. Mid-pack. Yeah. Yeah, I had a good round last good round. round. Yeah. Um, does that make the Warriors, just last point on this, if they do go 16 and 0? Best does team that, ever? Yeah. Yeah. Better than the Bulls? Yep. Oh, Coco, are you listening yep. to this? Well, because last year they were the Warriors are better could be well, better than the la- Bulls. Last year they were touted as the best side ever because of their regular season record, but then they didn't get it done in the playoffs. Mm. Their record record wasn't as good through the regular season. But if they sweep the whole playoffs, what more can you do? Conor McGregor uh, is serious about him. Floyd Mayweather that's signed on his behalf. Yes, so, so Floyd's just got to come to the party. Yeah. yeah, 
and he's been baiting him already. I awesome. love it. Well, he's done. <laughs> I love it. McGregor's done all the work, so you can't deny him now because then it, it falls back on Mayweather. Yeah, but like this he's is how Mayweather got rolls. His, he's, he's got his boxing license. He's, yeah, yeah. he's put everything in place. So now, if Mayweather pulls out, <laughs> I'd put I'd put everything in place too if I was going to get seventy five mil. Dana White put a time limit on him. Uh, yeah, by Sunday, um, he put the time limit on, and that was to get him and McGregor's side sorted. Um, yeah, so now they're just waiting on Floyd, but Mayweather's. I mean, McGregor's already Instagrammed a few photos of him boxing and saying to Floyd, shut your mouth, sign the deal. Looks like a beast. It'll be the ama- most amazing pre-fight press conferences. and yeah. oh, That'll be huge. And, oh, it'll be huge. If they fight, and like, who, like say, talking, who wins? Yeah. Like, I think Mayweather. What do you mean fight? Boxing or boxing. fighting? Yeah. Boxing. Yeah. So that's actually funny because McGregor goes, don't call it fighting, call it boxing because yeah. it's one single form of combat. If we would fight, I'd rip, you, rip your head off. But um, yeah, so if they... They box and I think Mayweather wins easily. Like this, McGregor's never had a fight before. But so he's on a he's on a mission to nothing. Yeah, well he's on a mission to get seventy five mil plus. Huge, huge yeah. dollars. I'll, I'll take that fight too. But I actually, it wouldn't surprise me though if he did land a few shots that rattled Mayweather. And well, the age so difference is twenty seven to yeah, 40. forty or twenty eight to forty. Yeah, but Mayweather I, I just the old boy. I could see McGregor doing something crazy like for the hell of it. Throwing a, a kick, not actually hitting <laughs> no. him, with, not actually hitting him with it, but throwing a kick in the fight or <laughs> something just to like. Because I can't see him. You know, traditionally all of the opponents sort of sit back and Mayweather picks them apart, and they try and be aggressive, but they eat counter rights and whatever. I just think McGregor is just going to be like, you've got eight ounce gloves on or ten ounce gloves on. Yeah. I'm used to fighting basically bare fists. Like, yeah. This isn't going to hurt me that much, so yeah. I'll wear a few. And that's a fair point. You might wear an elbow here or there if I miss a punch because. Yeah. I know how to do that, so yeah. I'll, I'll get it. I'll watch it. McGregor's um, a heavy hitter. You boys can come over, um, pay thirds in the paper. <laughs> Podcast. He's super more. defensive. Yeah, Who? Mayweather. Who? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Mayweather can. He, I reckon that's too strong. That's the part that's going to cost him because he'll just be able to block yeah. him out, get points. Well, he's, been, he's too. He's so defensive, like he's a defensive wizard. But then. Yeah. He also can keep you at bay because if you get too aggressive, he'll just make you eat right hands or yeah. fight. So <laughs> Pacquiao had some good success against him in that. I think it was the third and fourth round. He hit him in the chin and put him back onto the ropes and then he hurt his shoulder. So fight went. That's the, uh, the, the other thing in the UFC that they didn't want to do is create this Legends League where yeah. you can get all the old fighters back to fight each other. and. Yeah. Dana White said that he really didn't want it to happen, but other other leagues are starting to bring it in. Is yeah. that well? I think because because the UFC sold for four billion bucks or whatever it was, they've got to make massive money to pay back the investors that they've got. So they're now doing all these super fights. Like GSP was supposed to fight Bisping, but now it looks like he's going back down to welterweight, and that he'll fight he'll fight Woodley yeah. for the welterweight title. So. They're just trying to do massive money-making fights. And it's, it's yeah. probably McGregor's thing, that. Yeah. If well, you're going well, to get in there, you may as well get in there for maximum dollars. Nate Diaz isn't fighting. Nick Diaz isn't fighting because... But you interested in the old boys? No, not really. But that's like no. Chuck, Chuck Liddell. Well, did you watch Jeff, like that? Did you ever go watch Jeff Fennick versus Zuma Nelson? <laughs> I did, but it, yeah, it was okay. But they wore like basically pillows on their hands when they fought. <laughs> I like the UFC talk between you guys. Manny Pacquiao has said that he's in the worst form of his life coming into this fight versus um, Jeff, Horn. Jeff Horn. So has he got a... We still thinking this is Pac Man easy or? Uh, not, yeah, easy, I think. Not easy, but. Um, too good. Yeah, too good, too quick, too much experience. Right, let's go through these quickly just before we finish up. Keep the bounce. The bounce, or yeah, I, okay I like the it. idea of the bounce starts the game. 
but that's it. He's still got to be able to do the skill, though. Oh, yeah, as you said, the skill, yeah. though, because they trained it a fair bit. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, just strolled up. Ty Canelli made a good point of saying that umpires are not getting selected because of their bouncing skills. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which so, is true. Yeah, but yeah. then their decision-making skills might be yeah. of a higher standard. So. That's why I sacked the bounce. Because well, it looks so bad when the ball bounces back on the opposition ruckman mm. and all the players stop and he hits it back and it's like, no, nah, it's play on. And it's like, oh, we've been told that's going to come back. Or, yeah. And yeah, it's unnecessary pressure on the umpires. It's something they don't need to worry about. It doesn't have that big of an impact. Just walk in, throw it up, away we go, we never have to worry about it again. But when you do throw it up, like we saw in the Fremantle versus Carlton game, because of the uh, predictability of the throw, Aaron Sanderland's absolutely dominated it. So then it does favour the genuine dominant Ruckman, doesn't it? Well, it keeps Ruckman in the game then. So it should, shouldn't it? Yeah. 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 That well, that's why you recruit them. It just makes Sanderland's probably a little bit more dominant, but... Let's not kid ourselves. He's dominant every week, whether he bounce or throw it up. The only time he gets unlucky is if it goes back on their head. Do you reckon? Yeah. Do you reckon um, that sort of the influence so the bounce is the, dead? Well, bounce yeah, I reckon. Dead. I reckon the odds of it being in next year are about seven hundred to one. I okay. reckon. Yeah. Um, do you reckon seven hundred to yeah, one? Seven hundred and fifty-two to one. Um, seven hundred fifty-two. Yeah. I thought yeah. That too. I'll have a dollar on that. Uh, what? You reckon no, it'll stay? You reckon the bounce will be in? No, I'm just saying Next it's year. worth putting a dollar on if yeah. I can get 750 Can I, can I bring this back to the very first rules ever written? Well, I actually, I did some research. Oh I, don't, boy. I don't do much research. But the very first rules ever written, so Scotty Penderbury's uh, coin toss. He's a coin toss pro. You toss the coin to pick which direction you kick, but then the loser team... Gets possession. Kick, yeah, kicks off from the centre. So when people are saying that, oh, it's historic, got to keep the bounce, well, then yeah. that will kill the Ruckman. It's probably some of your best work. Why would you want that? No, I'm just saying. like that's No, he's saying this is the first rule ever of the game. Yeah, yeah. so people are saying, so like, the, the saying bounce, bounce is, is historic. Tradition, yeah, it's, but it's, it's tradition. Not. We can't get rid of it, but it's not. Get your head in the game. You know some other stuff. I've actually got some <laughs> other ones here. Did you know first ever rules? Tripping and pushing were allowed, but you weren't allowed to hack. How do you adjudicate that one? What's hacking? Jeez. Like hack kicking. So you well, can't you hack off. at someone's leg. But you're allowed to trip them. We're talking UFC here or AFL? Yeah. How's, how yeah. are you meant to adjudicate that one? Uh, Why can you, you trip? Can't. And the other one, the, the distance between the goals, so the length of the ground, was uh, decided on pre-game by the captains. Well, I'm, I'm close mates with Ruffy and I was talking to him pre-game um, and we were speaking about the coin toss mm. and I was saying to him, I get there quite early. Mm. I said, if you see me there, can you come early? Because otherwise I just stand there for a lot by myself. <laughs> so he just said, yeah, I'll come down. He goes, well, it's actually my choice to tip. And he goes, I always tip head, so I'm just going to call head straight away. So we got to the middle yeah. and well, you the umpire side, just yeah. goes, um, Ruffy, your call. And he goes, oh, yeah, Scott knows what I'm tipping. And they threw the coin up and it landed on tail, so I just pointed. <laughs> Did so, yeah. Hey, uh, Eddie had roof. Yeah, I watched – was that Saturday, that game? Sydney – Sydney St. Kilda. Yep. Yeah. I don't like the roof open. It's, I know it's sunny and all that sort of stuff, but you've got players like shielding their eyes to try and see the ball, getting falconed. I think sunny is more the point. Like, it's bad that it's sunny. If it was overcast, you'd be fine. But sitting at home, you can't see it because yep. it's too sunny. But sitting in the crowd, you can't see it because it's too sunny. It's a stadium in Melbourne, so yeah. it's going to be overcast, rain, and then probably the third quarter, it's going to be sunny. Yeah. So just shut it all the time. It's designed for perfect football-like conditions. So yep. is it, it doesn't get too hot. Like, it's sunny, only 17 degrees, so... Just shut it because it looks. It's hard to watch it on TV when you like. Is it hard to play in though? Yeah, very hard because you're almost shielding your eyes when you're on the field as well to see where the ball is. I know a couple of times that Eddie had when we've played, and the roof has been open. Like the amount of times guys misread the flight of the ball when it goes from because one area to the other. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think that's simple. Just shut Nick it. Smith um, like copped the Falcon because he yeah. he couldn't see it. He Which lost is always fun. But but it's always brought up. What what's the benefit? Oh, because no. we, football is played in the sun. There's no roof on the MCG, so they just sort of think, well, you know, what? Surely you can play in the sunshine. That's what it's for. Um, kick to kick after the games. Great. It's been awesome. Yeah, we've seen like a few photos and stuff around it. That I think mean, that's great for the like kids and all the fans who come to the games to get out there and have a kick. That's where kids, I reckon, their dreams come to life a bit. Where you actually get on the ground that your heroes just played on, and Jeez, he's, a dad, dad, he's a dad now, isn't he? Yeah, he's, he's a, a real dad. dad. Oh, real fast. I always like that stuff. Oh, I always yeah. like that stuff. Did you, did you meet any superstars of the? Oh no, you wouldn't because you were playing basketball of <laughs> AFL. Yeah, I met Brad Green and he burnt me, <laughs> and I was a Melbourne supporter. It was they did a clinic in Sale, and I had a poster of Brad Green, and they did all their signings and stuff, and. They left to the car park, and I knew where the car park was because it was at the back of the basketball stadium. So yeah. I chased him down. Just creeping. And he was putting his bag into the back of the boot, and I had one poster. And I said, excuse me, Brad, could you sign my poster for me? I'm a big fan. And he goes, sorry, mate, the clinic's finished. <laughs> <laughs> Creamy. And I played on Brad Green in my second <laughs> AFL game Did on the wing. Did you mention it? No, I never mentioned it to him. <laughs> but I played on him in my second game on the <laughs> wing, and I just always think – you didn't sign my poster, you arsehole. <laughs> <laughs> didn't want him to get a touch that day. He still got a few. <laughs> so for the people listening, if Scotty's ever burnt you out in the community. Jeez, lucky <laughs> we don't do call-ins. No. Yeah, let, let us no. know. I try and get across as many as I can. We'll finish up on this. Is that right? You're in the AIS system. You played Australia under-17s. Is that right? Um, Roughly? It was actually, yeah, it was 19s. Uh, under-19s, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. So you'd hardly played any footy, had you? No. How many games of footy did you play? I played a few games of school footy. And um, how'd you go in them? Okay. Fair? Yeah. And then, so you quit basketball, the basketball program? Yep, in 2005. On a whim to play football? It wasn't even really to play football. It was just to come back, finish schooling, and then go back to the AIS the year after. Because all the kids at the AIS that year, yeah. I was sort of the, the youngest school. I was the youngest guy for the next, like we were in my age group was the World Championship age group, so they were going to start bringing that team in. So yep. um, I was one of the first ones to go because I was from Sale and it was very hard for me to get to Canberra. Yep. Um, yeah, so I, in January, at the end of – we played in the Youth Olympics up there and then at the end of that tournament, I just spoke to the guys about coming back, finishing year 12 and then going up the next year when that whole group was there. And they were cool with that? Yeah, they were fine with that. And then I come back and um, I just said to Dad, like, I'd love to play footy for one year just because I haven't played it ever. And, like, I'd played a little bit and I loved it, but I just never, ever gave it attention and – so yeah, I played footy for that one season. I still only trained. Like I just trained once a week with the boys and played Gippy Power, Gippy Power on the weekends. And people will probably think, how do you, how can you just go straight to Gippy Power? Well, my older brother played there for two years, so they knew who I was because I used to go to a fair few games, and they were happy enough to give me a chance. And I come back. I was coming back from Canberra, and we stopped in Mall to play intra club. So like within pretty much a flight, a drive straight to play an intra intra club game of footy for my first game in probably. 18 months and played centre half back and I actually I went okay I went okay and they said look you can stay what did you, so how much did you know about centre half back no, nothing what, so what oh, did you pretty say much, pretty much just like was I'm centre half back my name tag was on a name tag and it was like well I'll just play on this guy and if they ever kicking the ball I'll just make sure I'm there to spoil it or try and mark it didn't have much of an idea did you about footy no and you got drafted that year pick number five yeah at the end of the year yeah but I still trained for basketball it was funny but the night I got drafted I played basketball that night because yeah. I, was, well, I was in a team and we had a game and I played that night and um, I still trained for basketball probably four or five times a week with the expectation that I was going to go back and play. So did you ever think – so once you got drafted – I never you ever really thought that I'd play AFL or go to AFL. 
So when you got drafted, did you ever con- still consider that you might go to basketball? Yeah, I thought if I didn't like footy after like a year or two in the AFL that I would go back. Jeez. Yeah. Because I still, I still trained a little bit in my first year for basketball. Still trained basketball? Yeah. Well, it's just like it was a habit. Like I trained for like four or five years, four or five times a week by myself. So Mick would have lost his um, marbles. I still do it a bit now though, like just as an outlet. Like go down and shoot around for an hour, put the headphones on and get a sweat up and zone out. Yeah. Last one. You played 245 games. So you've played 245. Tony Shaw's played 313. How, if you play three more full seasons, full seasons, you will become Collingwood's games record holder. Good maths by you. Well Thank done. you. How, and you've shown ex- amazing durability really over your career. How long do you think you could play for? I don't know. Come on, mate. Oh, come on. <laughs> oh, mate. Well, look I'm at the interest in it. No idea. How long? Okay, so how long is a piece of string? Your professionalism and your dedication is amongst the best in the game. You played one of the best second halves of your career at the weekend. That would indicate that you're travelling okay at the minute. Honestly, how long do you feel like you can play the game? Um, I just take each week as it comes. Well, you must think about when you when you when you might finish playing. No, I just enjoy the moment. Are you one of those blokes that finishes in the forward pocket? No, I can't play the forward line. <laughs> Most weeks I talk to Robert Harvey about, is there a spot for me in the back line? Like, can I sneak down for a bit? Mm. Absolutely no, no chance. We can, we can games. discuss that when I'm Three more. 32 and then thinking about the end. Jeez, we'll, be in, the, we'll be in the fourth, year, the fourth year of the podcast yeah. by then. Yeah, we will. Jeez, we'll, we'll, we'll have some we'll televised by, by then. then. This It'll will be, be on huge. TV when we have that discussion. That's right. Um, 29 now. I think we've got three more full seasons in you, Scott. Is that okay. it? Buddy's going to 36. At least three more seasons. I say at least. <laughs> now we're getting to it, Coco. He knows. He, he knows. knows. He's got to pencil it out. Oh, this has been fun. Anything else you want to talk about, Coco, before we go? I've just got a few tweets. Okay. I mean, you, you blew up the internet running off the field. Yep. Going to take your poo. Yep. You blew up the internet with your baby picks. I blew picks. up the toilet as well. <laughs> Everyone was dumbfounded that you, you're not into Indian food. Or even know that Actually, it kind of exists. Or even had it before ever. Yeah. So, this is sort of Indian food. This is not a thing. So you're, You know about it. There's a food business that I'm involved with called Dynamic. And yes. I actually do an Indian korma curry. Oh, yum. And I've ordered that. Good. And I'll <laughs> We're gonna get document <laughs> how that goes <laughs> and what I feel for Indian food yeah. after that experience. Uh, firstly, people like MJ009. This is outrageous. Somebody get him a butter chicken and some naan already. Good call. But people came in with, with their suggestions. Uh, at Mick Johnston, Johnston said, get the man some Khan Curry Hut. Yes. What, a, what about Volk 10? Uh, Roadie man on Armstrong Street, Middle Park. Can't go wrong, pal. Uh, and, Middle and, Park's close to me. And Hank Orange Juice. Uh, Warrior gets it. Original and the best. Make sure he gets the garlic naan. Well, I am going to try it this week, so... Stay tuned. With the people stand by for your review. Maybe after. Yeah. I'm not going to try it post close to the game. Though. No. We'll we don't have another to... halftime incident, and this time you mightn't make it. We don't want to repeat. Yeah. Hey, that. good luck yeah, again. Definitely. You are playing a game of footy this weekend. Good luck against Brisbane. Your old mate Dane Beams, you're going to say good day to him? Absolutely. Tie it with Beamer? Yep. Chance to go four and six, isn't it? Four and six. Yep. yep. Oh, every week's, every week's a new chance. And then you got the bye. Jeez, no, finished, right? No, we don't have the bye. We played two more games after that. That's yeah. what I meant. Good knowledge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have it eventually. All right, yeah. Scotty. Thanks very much for joining us. No Good worries, luck mate. with little Jax. He sounds like a great sleeper. Coco, you're, what do you had to go in his increased role? Yeah, he's good. Good? Good, yeah. Talks pretty loud, but he's been better. He's getting better with confidence. <laughs> Needs to sharpen up on the on the board in front of him. Yeah. Just go to those. Forget, don't ever forget your role. I forgot my role. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grabs yeah. quickly. Thanks for joining us on the Jock and Geno podcast. We'll catch you next week. Thank you. Thank you.